from the front lines of the green rush. This is Green Entrepreneur, where business owners talk about how they found success in cannabis and how you can too. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Green Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is John Small, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Green Entrepreneur. And today we are going to talk about the Garden State, New Jersey, which recently legalized recreational cannabis in the state. And I have been anxious to talk to somebody on the ground out there in Jersey, where my dad is from, to let us know, you know, what is going on? How are the first few months faring? This is such a huge market for cannabis, potentially. And I know there were some fits and starts in the beginning. But uh, to join me to talk about this, I am delighted to introduce you all to Sharon Ali, who is the regional general manager Mid-Atlantic at Acreage, which handles all locations for the Botanist store in New Jersey. Sharon, welcome. Thank you, Jonathan. It's a pleasure to be here. So first of all, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get into cannabis? How did you get into this position? In terms of my background, uh, I'd say I'm a fairly seasoned uh, business executive with over 30 years of experience initially in uh, consumer packaged goods. I've worked for a number of healthcare companies, uh, Johnson & Johnson, uh, Procter & Gamble, Miller Brewing Company, and I bring that experience uh, to this role. As I step back and think about it, uh, I'm closing in on five years this summer. In terms of uh, being in the cannabis uh, industry, I was uh, very, very fortunate to be selected to be part of a management team for a uh, license opportunity for rural processor and dispenser licenses in Pennsylvania. And that was in uh, the beginning of 2017. I'm heading back from a reunion trip at my alma mater, uh, Dartmouth, and uh, I get the call that we got the license. It turns out strictly for the uh, rural processor piece. So. Uh, literally after uh, Labor Day 2017, uh, broke ground and uh, based on the requirement by the state to be operational, we got our operational license at the end of uh, December 2017. Met my new director of production in January 2018, put seeds in the ground, uh, started to uh, map out a game plan in terms of uh, Prime and uh, launched it in uh, July 2018. In terms of my current role, which is uh, Mid-Atlantic Regional General Manager, uh, I was actually promoted to this position earlier this year, and uh, I have responsibility for New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania. And as you're probably aware, uh, you know, certainly New Jersey has taken that bold step and legalized uh, marijuana. (laughs) We are keeping our fingers crossed relative to New York being up in play, and then uh, we're hoping that Pennsylvania is going to follow suit as well. Yeah, so you're going to have a a big, potentially a lot of action there shortly. But let's talk about New Jersey today. How many botanist stores are there in New Jersey currently? There are currently three retail locations in Egg Harbor Township, the botanist. We also have a botanist location in Atlantic City, and then a third location in Williamstown. So those are the three retail locations, of which only two at this point uh, can sell both med and adult use. Now, why is that? Why only two? Is it? Is it <laughs> well, <laughs> and herein lies uh, some like, of the problem, right? <laughs> well, you know, there's an opt-in and opt-out often, right? And Atlantic City was one of the uh, cities that uh, opted uh, not to sell uh, adult use. Uh, we're cautiously optimistic. Uh, 
we clearly desire to remain in Atlantic City. So again, we're keeping our fingers crossed, but in the meantime, we're serving our medical patients there. Yeah. So this is this is a situation sort of like California where different regions get to different local governments get to decide whether yeah. they want to allow cannabis. It's interesting that Atlantic City is not allowing it. When you think of the success of um, cannabis in a place like Las Vegas, yeah, yeah. There's, there's so many opportunities. And now there's like lounges, you know, cannabis lounges that are opening up in Las Vegas. You'd think that Atlantic City would want to follow suit with that. Any any insights into why Atlantic City is a little slow to the <laughs> take? Is it a conservative, pretty conservative government there or something? Well, I would say that it's an independent decision uh, that each city uh, chooses to make, right? Because it's a very conscious choice and certainly would not be so presumptuous as to try to uh, understand, uh, uh, I'll say, the uh, the things that went into that decision. But again, we really remain very optimistic and, uh, you know, certainly as they see, just the incredible excitement, right? I mean, tremendous, tremendous excitement in terms of this historic uh, occasion. So, we're cautiously optimistic that they're going to, uh, at some point, uh, make the decision that they want to join the. Uh, yeah, I hope so. If anybody from Atlantic City in a position of power is listening to this, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Open your doors. All right, so let's talk about those. So this has been a few months now that cannabis has been legal recreationally in New Jersey. How have you seen the response in your in your stores? Has it been lines out the door? Is there a real appetite for it? Yeah. There's a tremendous, tremendous appetite. Uh, day one, red letter day of uh, April 21st, uh, say seven days after, as you know, one of the major holidays for 20. I was actually at our Williamstown location, and uh, we've been gearing up for this moment, as you might uh, expect, uh, Jonathan, for months. The lines were out the door, uh, tremendous amount of press. They were out the door, down the block, patiently. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Waiting to get in. And again, uh, tremendous, tremendous excitement because, uh, you know, they want to be in a position to actually experience being able to take advantage for the first time of adult use. And we, in turn, had done our due diligence, uh, but as you're probably aware, uh, highly, highly regulated, dedicated lines, medical versus adult use, dedicated menus. We have uh, dedicated patient hotlines and all with the idea of mind. We want to ensure, especially as it relates to our med patients, that everyone feels special and they're able to experience all the spotlight offer. So tremendous excitement, tremendous press. And it's hard to believe at this point uh, that's just over a month and the demand continues to go up. Is the demand going to exceed the supply? Is there any concern about that? <laughs> Especially with the summer coming up and, you know, the Jersey Shore, for example, I actually go to the Jersey Shore in the summer is sometimes my, my mom has a house in La Valette, which is in the Jersey Shore. <laughs> And I'm out here in California now, so uh, so I come all the way there. But anyway, I know that there's it's just so crowded in the in the summers. It's a very popular time. I'm sure a lot of people want to buy cannabis, especially recreationally at that time. Is there any concern about that about the supply over? No, no. And the reason why, Jonathan, uh, I'd say in terms of uh, the botanists again, as part of our planning, uh, purposely had expanded our cultivation capacity on uh, anticipation of uh, adult use. And one of the regs actually speaks to the requirement to have a minimum three-month supply on hand in addition to a reserve. So this is something that we carefully monitor day in and day out to, again, ensure that we are in a position to you know, take care of our patients. So no, we, we've actually kind of mapped out uh, what we feel best case going to be uh, the uh, significant uh, increase in demand and we're prepared to meet it. So you mentioned there's two lines, there's like literally two lines outside the dispensaries. 
One is for recreational and one is for medical. Like, is it really? When you actually come in. Yeah. yeah. So there's one line outside uh, back to that day. But when you actually come into the dispensary, it is actually set up that there's a dedicated line for medical patients and a dedicated line for adult use patients. And what's, they're both served. They yeah. Great, same great service. And what's yeah. the difference in the way they're served? I'm just curious because we don't have that here in, in Los Angeles. Oh. There's no difference in terms of the quality of the service. Right. But again, we want to ensure, obviously, that our medical patients are, uh, by virtue of the fact that, uh, you know, they obviously are coming in with, uh, under the recommendation of a registered physician, that they are accommodated, right? They are getting first priority. So there's a very purposeful segregation in terms of medical versus adult use. Interesting. And do they have like, they don't just have like a classic bud tender, like they actually have more of a, a medical guidance there as well? Our bud tenders are <clears throat> trained. They're trained uh, to engage and uh, obviously provide, uh, I'll say counsel, whether you're a medical or adult use patient. One of the things we're kind of struck by is because it was the first time experience for a number of uh, adult use uh, patients, uh, perhaps out of curiosity, there's not a lot, a lot of knowledge there. So there's a dedicated menu for adult use versus med use. And a fair amount of conversations you might imagine if it was a first-time experience. And again, we wanted to make it the best first-time experience. So you come back. Do you see difference in the buying and consumption habits of different states People in different states, like you said, you mentioned you worked in Pennsylvania and you worked in other mid-Atlantic areas, New York. Is there a difference that you can see so far, like in how New Jersey people are consuming and buying, or is it too early to tell? I think it's too early to tell. But what I would say is that just by virtue of uh, New Jersey going first in terms of those three states, as you might imagine, you if you have the proper registration and card, you are able to actually come from a Pennsylvania or New York or uh, wherever and, uh, you know, purchase at uh, the botanist. But I would say at this point, it, it's too early to say. Uh, again, it's, uh, you know, as you look at uh, the mid-Atlantic uh, region, it is just in terms of the sheer size from population standpoint, it's about 40 million people, right? So it's huge. Huge, huge, huge market. It's an opportunity. Yeah. How much of the customers at this point are from this seem to be coming from out of town? I'm curious about that. Does it seem like there's a lot of people who are in states coming to New Jersey, for example, even in New York, where it is recreation legal, but they're not really set up yet to sell to in the recreational market and may not be for some time. Do you see a lot of people coming over the bridge from New York? (laughs) (laughs) I would say in those early days, certainly based on published reports, but hard to gauge. And again, we're hoping to attract a number of customers on uh, the Atlantic City Freeway as they're coming from, uh, whether it's New York or New Jersey, obviously, again, with the right credentials at our Williamstown or Egg Harbor locations as they head to the shore. Yeah. But it's hard to say at this point. I can't I can't say definitively. Were you involved in the decision of where to open up the different stores? No, actually, again, like I said, I actually took on this role as of uh, January. So okay. we've been in the New Jersey market uh, for five years. And again, just in terms of med, what it's, uh, I think it was 2010 that New Jersey initially uh, decided to legalize uh, medical marijuana. So again, this is the day that we've been <laughs> highly Waiting. anticipated. It's here. Waiting for with bated breath. Yeah. Has anything surprised you? Oh, you can anticipate and you can plan and plan and plan. And then the big day comes. And has there anything that, that's been a bit of a surprise for you? I would say uh, not really. I'm just 
frankly gratified that uh, it continues, right? Because uh, you you might assume that uh, there'd be the initial kind of flurry and and excitement and curiosity, but from all indications, uh, it, it is uh, you know the demand is there. This is a state that's projecting by 2026 uh, that it'll be over a two billion dollar market, right? This year they're projecting it's uh, going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 800 million. So, no, I haven't been surprised per se. I've actually been gratified. And again, it's just really, really great to be in a position where we can actually provide, uh, I'll say, the therapeutic value of uh, marijuana to the broadest possible public and patients. Tell me a little bit more about, you know, for entrepreneurs listening, about what your actual role is, like what you do on a daily basis in your Uh, job. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, again, I've got an incredible mix of uh, states at various stages. So Pennsylvania, again, is still medical only. And within Pennsylvania, it is a, we have a, a standalone asset uh, grow processor facility, uh, Prime Wallace of Pennsylvania. I've got a, a team that I've been working with by and large, again, closing on five years, sexually high performing team. We have uh, one of the leading brands, Prime. And uh, my day-to-day in terms of Pennsylvania is making sure I'll say feed to sale. We're in a position where we're able to get our product to market. We use a third-party transport. We have a, a product that's in high, high, high demand. New Jersey is a state uh, that, again, is uh, now both med and adult. We've got a uh, dedicated uh, cultivation facility, which we expanded in Egg Harbor. And again, the three of the retail locations. So in New Jersey, it is working with the general manager to help him and the team be in a position again to make sure that we're ahead of the curve in terms of, uh, again, growing from seed to sale and then being in a position to supply and educate uh, our patients and consumers. We're also, too, looking at a fair amount of expansion in the uh, New Jersey market, again, to make sure that we're building on a very strong foundation. And so, as you might imagine, uh, when you're building something in a way that engages uh, a number of outside uh, suppliers, it's a fairly involved process. In New York, I'd say that uh, we're in a position where, again, we have a dedicated cultivation facility in Syracuse, and we've got four retail locations from Farmingdale and Long Island, Buffalo, uh, Middletown, and also Queens. In New York, I describe it, Jonathan, as a a situation where we're on the cut, right? We know that adult use is coming within the next six to nine months. So for us there, it is how do we ensure that we are methodically, I'll say, planning to prepare. So we're not only prepared for day one, but beyond that. So in each of these states across the board, we've got the botanist brand. It's getting that brand to market. It's ensuring that we're carving out a space relative to the competition, highly, highly competitive market, and being in a position, frankly, where I'm juggling all these goals in terms of uh, getting this product to market and making sure that each of these businesses are thriving. Now, at the botanist uh, locations in New Jersey, do you sell only botanist uh, brand or do you sell a lot of different brands? Are there even a lot of different brands in the Northeast yet? Like it's different than out West, I think. There are there are a fair number. And no, we don't sell 100% botanist brands. We do sell, uh, as you might imagine, um, I'll say careful selection of uh, competitive brands. We want to make sure from a product selection standpoint that we're offering a good mix. 
but it's skewed towards London. Now, have you looked, given your experience overseeing all these openings in all these different states, have you looked at like what's worked and hasn't worked in the West Coast and Colorado and in states that have been there before about, you know, best practices? Like, are you kind of modeling some of your launching and, and just other business practices on some of the lessons from, from states that have gone before you? We do. We do, right? The best of all world is looking at what's worked and what hasn't. And so case in point, you know, if you think about, for example, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, when it made the decision to go dead, it was in the middle of the pack, right, relative to other states that came before it. So Pennsylvania obviously studied what those states did, and they made a point when they launched their med program, they launched it also with a clinical research component. If you think about it in terms of states that have had, uh, they started with med, obviously, and then they uh, bring on recreational use. Clearly, the recreational market is a significant multiplier relative to the size of the market opportunity. So again, in, in part, you know, it is managed based on the regs on a state-by-state basis. But if you're looking at the life cycle, and the things that have worked, uh, certainly having a strong brand position, the botanist, certainly puts us in a position where we can build upon that. I'd also say, too, just in terms of being able to educate consumers, that's going to be the case at the best practice wherever you're at. So those would just be two things I'd say that we take to heart, more importantly, we do. Talk to me a little bit about how you educate consumers. Like, what is what is your technique for doing that? have. We work closely with uh, our marketing team. And again, the botanist has a very, very strong conditioning. It's a uh, medicinal-based conditioning. And what we do in terms of educational materials is uh, whether it is having handouts that actually describe the various product forms, the the medicinal benefits. We also communicate and engage with our um, patients and consumers uh, through social media, through emails. So I'd say it's a combination of uh, what we have developed in terms of handout materials, what we're communicating through various channels. That is the way that we look to engage and more importantly, educate. There's a strong educational focus, right? Because again, it's such an incredible therapeutic value. We want to make sure that there's a clear understanding in terms of how it's going to help. Yeah. You've mentioned the therapeutic value, therapeutic value a few times. I'm wondering if you have any personal experience with a therapeutic value. Mm-hmm. Is that one of the reasons that you got into cannabis? So many people kind of get into the business because they had a personal experience, whether their own experience or somebody that they knew know very well. Do you mind sharing that? Is there anything there? No, not at all. Not at all. So again, in terms of my background, I uh, spent uh, well over a decade uh, in healthcare over the counter. I was in marketing, <laughs> both consumer and professional marketing with Johnson & Johnson. And it is, uh, I would say, it was a starting point for my love of healthcare. And so when I was approached about this opportunity, I felt it was the, the next I'll say frontier in terms of uh, being able to step into an emerging industry. And again, just by virtue of my over-the-counter experience, I really thought that that uh, well-positioned me to not only appreciate, but respect, again, the therapeutic value. Yeah. Well, Sharon, Ollie, thank you so much for for joining us today and and filling us in on what's going on in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and, and beyond. And good luck with your further openings. And success. Of Thank you so much. Pleasure to, talk to you. Pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Well, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. To find out more about Green Entrepreneur, head on over to greenentrepreneur.com 
the latest cannabis and CBD news, thoughtful essays, tips, and insider tricks on how to succeed in the cannabis business, all that good stuff. And hey, if you like this podcast, do me a huge solid and go to wherever you may listen to your podcast and please rate and review our podcast. It does wonders for the algorithm, helps others find the podcast. Would so appreciate a review and a rating. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.